Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And then I'm trying to learn how to weld and just oh. as I can, so. I can, I can already mention um, a welding suit on OnlyFans would be, that would, you know. <laughs> No, a, a welding suit photo shoot they want me to weld naked and i'm just so like, fair skinned that like so i was wearing a hoodie and i was welding with 220 not 110 so because our house you know what that means you know no, what i mean once you said naked i'm done no, no, no don't explain it i just want to make sure you did but it's more power think of it that way so it's more power so your welder runs hotter and so I literally did like three passes maybe. So like two minutes of welding max. And there was just this little triangle where my hoodie wasn't zipped up all the way. I already got burnt after like two to three minutes of welding. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, my, my skin ain't built for that. So I'm like, mm. maybe I'll try and edit it in. I need to learn how to video edit. Welcome fellow Lushes. Come on in, pull up a bar stool and enjoy some cocktails with dimples and the beard. Have you ever played that game? Never have I ever. Mm -hmm. You ever get one of them super embarrassing questions where you don't want to pick up the drink? Like, I don't know, like I shit my pants at work. Yes. And yes, that's why I prefer to play the game. Who said true? What is who said true? It's a free friendly game that you play on your phone, laptop, iPad, anywhere, with anybody. I play with my friends all the time. I've never played. Like I said, I play with my friends. So anyways, you, you punch it into your phone. I'm already there. That was That's, easy. Right? I, myself, prefer the deck WTF. And is that a kind of risque game? It's in the R-rated. Oh, boy. Don't you worry. We could play with your daughter, your school, G, PG, all kinds of categories. Can just you and I play? Yes. Two play, but people play? We'll play soon. I prefer to play with with more. If I want to play, where do I go? Who said true.com slash dimples in the beard. Where? Who said true.com slash dimples in the beard. Getting rid of it. Yeah. Well, you don't have to now. You didn't lose it. Fuck that up. Oh my God. That was the best part of it. Why just watching you go? What the fuck are you doing, <laughs> you dumbass? I loved it. I was I was so when I when I edited it, edited edited. edited, edited when I edited it, when I edited it, oh my God, that's hard to say. Edited it. I was laughing so hard at that part. You're just like, you're, you're just dumbfounded. You're like, what do I do now? I was talking about it. Now we've got, and I'm in my head going, well, you're not going to shave it. <laughs> what, what do I do now? Oh, you were like a deer in headlights. It was so good. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails with Dimples in the Beard. If you don't know what, tortured. If you don't know what we're talking about, go and watch our, uh, I named it, and now a word from our sponsor. I thought it seemed pretty, like, an apropos title. So go watch our little video where we play Who Said True, the sponsor. Weird. Go visit them at 
who said true.com slash dimples in the beard for your chance to win one million dollars one million dollars that's right not from us or that or anything but you got to buy a lottery ticket as well they're my favorite sponsor they're your favorite sponsor they're right there yeah 1a1b love we don't have any more sponsors so before we before we get started with tonight's episode i want to speaking of sponsors they don't sponsor us but cumberland candies who friend maddie is uh, a proprietor of she sent us some caramels uh um, cumamels they're not coming no they're uh yeah. cbd and until you eat your next batch yeah. are you done there's cbd and delta i'm trying i'm trying to promote our friend maddie's fucking candy company and you're telling the world that they have come in well, your batch was. Oh my! I'm gonna come after I eat the rest of this one. It's so delicious. So she, yeah, she was nice enough. She sent us a a, a box of the the CBDs and and a box of the uh, or a sampler pack of the of the Delta Eight and CBD caramels. And I'm not gonna lie to you. Today, just today, today. I uh, I ordered uh, two boxes of the this or that. No, of the Delta Eight. And CBD. There you go. Yeah, I want I want I want to have a little buzz. I want to party. I'm a partier with my. But anyway, it's by the way, we're recording this episode on 420. Not that we're uh, today is 420. 420, dude. Now we're, so we're one of those. In honor of that. We got uh, that out. Yeah. And we got that out. So and 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 we got we got a nice little shout out on uh, on Maddie's podcast that was released today. The name of the name of the podcast is the Psych Ward, Psych S K Y E. Do we know yet if um, we're going out first? We're going out first. What this episode or the other one going out first? No, Maddie's is going. Maddie's is going out. By the time this hits the airwaves, Maddie's will be very uh, viewable. Um, where was I? Episode. You think this is coming up first or the one with Maddie? Oh no, for sure. Maddie, no, this ep- Maddie's episode is already out. For sure. There you go. So um, go back and watch. Maddie's episode is out. Our little uh, word from our sponsors out. And uh, and and thank you. I want to. I just want to shout out Maddie. Candies because I, I did it. I I, uh, I played this cool. I've only taken a, like a quarter of this. It's delicious. Um, I don't know what kind of uh, punch it's going to pack, so I'm, I'm playing. I'm slow playing this thing on board, but it is delicious. And if you are a and uh, cannabis edible connoisseur, I would strongly advise going to CumberlandCandies.com. Check them out. Check them out, man. As of right now, caramels are it. Sea salted, but they, as she told us, exclusive. They are working on more flavors. It really wasn't exclusive. She had mentioned it in her own podcast prior, but exclusive to any exclusive to us yeah. first. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. And again, thank you, Maddie. I, I can't. I'm I'm looking forward. To it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was nice. We got we got the nice shout out. So having the caramel. It's the first time we've got shouted out on somebody else's podcast. I was, I was pretty fond of that. That's cool. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, good time. We had a, I had a blast. We had a blast. Yeah. It was so sweet. We're going to have just that much fun tonight, too, drinking our. For what? 20. So, 420, brah. I'll bring it up the back there real quick. 420, brah. The girls. She's, um, she's just, uh, she's making it. Making it. There's a good in there, but it is called the 420 Liquid Marijuana Jungle Juice. That is the longest drink name of all time. How funny is that? I loved it. I saw 420. It, like, done. We're going to be 
Drinking this if you want. She's like, hell yeah, send me the recipe. And do you know what it is? 100% ecto cooler. Remember ecto cooler? Mm -hmm. green high C? Mm -hmm. It's in here. Perfect. That's all we got. Yeah, we, we can't get fucked up. You know, every, every drink we have is a gimmick. Yeah. Like in the movies. No, this is this is just ecto cooler. It's all of, just like uh, Dean Martin. He never drank. Yeah, he never drank. He's always drinking ginger ale. Wasn't he a fucking alcoholic? Um, his were weird. I don't know if it's the family that put it out to say that it was all an act. He just, he just did that. I mean, obviously when he was partying with Frank in Vegas, but I thought he was a giant alcoholic. Yeah, I, I, that's the rumor that whenever he did his shows, he just he always had it in his hand as a gimmick, and he just played it up. He's pretty fucking believable, is all I gotta say. Well, good for him. I mean, he was, uh, he did always go, he was probably the first to go to bed in the crowd. He had the coolest name. Too. He's the only one that could say no to Frank Sinatra. Oh, okay, whatever. I could have said no to Frank Sinatra. He'd be dead. He'd be dead. But he was with the mob? Yeah, he'd have to kill. He'd be like, because I said no to a cocktail? Um, well, not the one, but just because I said no to. Cocking his tail. Cocking his tail in his cock. The rumors. Yeah, I don't I don't believe it. So tonight we yeah, had she said she's running late and had a had a um got stuck behind a train, had to stop for liquor. She had all kinds of stuff and she's still on time. Do you know why? That's awesome. That's because decent people arrive on time. Obviously not a oh. decent person, so she's uh yeah, so take care of business. So I'm I'm not only going to say Miss Red for now. Um, we'll the, go with Miss Red, the Vermilion we'll, uh, Vermil Vixen. Um, I think Vermilion is a shade of red. I think that's where that comes uh, from. But we can ask that. I believe Vermilion is a shade of red. That makes sense. It's so cool. So you, um, without further ado, you don't. We, what our old saying? You need never to keep a pretty lady waiting. And, and this lady is super pretty, super adorable, super cute. I never mentioned. A little bit of a thing for redheads. Mm -hmm. So this could be, I might be like the whole time. Right. So if you ever look over and I'm like this. I wore a red shirt in honor. I wore a 420 shirt in honor. Excellent. All right, you go ahead and introduce our guest tonight. Well, yes, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we'll get into how we saw you, but Miss Red. Correct. And Million Vixen. Yeah. Also known as. Kirsten Vaughn. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Like I said, want to make sure. And now, before we mention it, but we'll get into all that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Vermilion is a shade of red. Is that where that comes from? Uh, yeah, and it's also um, the name of a Slipknot song. Oh, yeah. Ah. There's a lot of debate over the lyrics, but it's basically about a man that's obsessed with a woman that either he can't have or the woman that he's idolized that he could never have. And so I thought it was kind of like a flirty play on words with what I do because I'm solely online. I don't do anything else. So it's like kind of the same thing in a way. All, all we can do is admire from afar. <laughs> exactly. That's all, <laughs> That's all you're going to do. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so where to begin? You got a, quite the story to get going. Mm -hmm. But I think it all starts. Love of cars? Where did... That's where the where things started because you went to school for it. Yeah. So um, in twenty fifth, no, twenty thirteen, my senior year, um, I had transferred from one school to another, and in short, 
I went to this place called Anthos Career Center, which is a trade school, basically. So for half a day, you can go and choose like different classes. And on a whim, I just picked automotive because I was like, I'm starting to drive. You know, maybe I'll learn some stuff. And then I really liked it. And um, so, you know, then I ended up becoming a mechanic a few years later. I started as a loop tech at one shop and I was only there for three months because uh, my service manager, even though I was hired as a loop tech, my service manager was like, oh, my good Southern mama wouldn't approve of this. Women need to be pretty and upfront and selling stuff. So I didn't last there long. And then I quit there and I started work at Don Ayers and I worked super hard and I was in the process of becoming a master technician through certifications. Um, so you go to like Honda school and all that. Um, but basically, uh, I started posting my Instagram stuff and just like what I was doing, just kind of like showing, you know, just my journey of going from loop tech to being a mechanic and just showing like how you go up through the ropes and just what I was learning, just kind of like a blog. Um, and then I met some girls and they kind of told me about OnlyFans. <laughs> okay. For like six to nine months, I was trying to find a different kind of side job that I could do from home so that I could still like take care of my dogs and do other stuff. And it was just dead end after dead end. And so then I joined OnlyFans. And uh, when, was, yeah. when was that? What year did you join that OnlyFans? Uh, 2020, January of 2020. Okay. Um, so you're already employed, and I would that was one of you one of my questions that you mentioned uh, <laughs> Don Ayers. <laughs> we yeah, don't I think, like them too much. Um, honestly, I mean, at this point, like, I don't, it's not them as a whole, but I don't like, don't drink my drink, you're a child. Um, <laughs> he's a puppy, he can't drink. Um, but, <laughs> like, I, uh, there's certain people that because of the way they handle the situation, I don't, I kind of lost my respect for them. Yeah. Um, a lot of good people there. One of my best friends still works there. Um, so, you know, as a whole, I don't hate them. And honestly, like after, you know, some time, they kind of did me a favor. Like the way I, I, like Joe Rogan talked about what happened with me when it was happening. Oh. He me but he talked about it because it was in an article and it was when it was like at its peak of virality or whatever so he was talking about the situation and he was like honestly she won the lottery like not in direct quotes basically said that even though they did me dirty they did me also a huge favor because they gave me this really bad situation that I went public with that got a lot of views and content and all that which really made my page blow up and I made a lot of money from them firing me so yeah, I was going to say, well, we, we never really said what happened. You you got fired. Can you go into that a little bit? Yeah, no. Okay, so basically what happened was, and I'll preface this by saying, because I was one of the boys for so long, I know how they spread rumors. Um, so I kind of employed what I called spies, which were like my three or four good male friends at the dealership that I knew have always told me the truth. Like when people talk shit, even when I didn't care about it, they'd come and be like, you know, so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. You know, they come and they peep in my ear. So I was like, hey, I'm about to start doing this. If you hear it getting around the shop, will you please let me know? And yeah. uh, so basically what happened in short was it kind of got around the shop a little bit. So then I wanted to stop. I wanted to be able to control the narrative. 
which is funny because then there was a kid there that realized he didn't want to become a mechanic. He wanted to become a Twitch streamer. And so then he went on a gaming podcast, like after all this happened and tried to say that I was soliciting to everybody in the shop. No, 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 no. And it's kind of funny because he actually made the comment of, oh, you know, I don't see it because I got a fiance, but you know, and I was like, shut up, don't worry. So it's funny that then he and try to say I was soliciting to them, but I wasn't. I was just trying to control the narrative because I know right. how rude it would be. And uh, yeah, then somebody turned me into the lead, the, like the district manager, basically, <laughs> right below the owner. And uh, he called me in for a meeting and said that like I was taking photos and making content while at work and that some of the guys at the shop were subscribed to my page. And so... The, yes, I did, but it was after hours or before hours. So I would sometimes get there at like 6.30 in the morning. And I made sure there was like no logos. There was no Donners, anything, anywhere in the photos. So all you would know is I'm a mechanic. That's all you would know. And maybe by the colors, you know that I work at some Honda dealership somewhere in the country or even somewhere over. I'm pretty sure their uniforms are pretty like the same. So I didn't think it was a big deal. I was honest with them. They made me write everything out. And then the real reason they fired me was because they, even my HR guy, stop. My HR guy said, uh, he's like, how does it feel knowing that you've made yourself more susceptible to rape and sexual assault? And they basically tried to put it all on me saying that, and he even like, once my manager read through everything that I did, he's like, oh, okay that's not too bad. You know, what if you just like use the IP blocking? You need to go to your counter, come on. <laughs> he wants to, no, we get it, don't worry. Um, we want to play, mom's there. Why aren't you, I want attention. <laughs> Thank you, come in, you want my attention. I know, right? I'm so sorry, he's really, I love yeah. him dearly, so he's a little crazy. No, um, I get it. But yeah, then uh, he basically said like, you can IP block. So like his issue wasn't that I took photos. That's not why he fired okay. me. He fired me because basically he saw me as a liability. He, in his mind, it was like, they were like, do we fire the girl or do we potentially wait for one of the technicians or salesmen to do something to her? And then we have a rape case. Then we have a sexual assault case. That's how they thought of it. They were like, do we wait for something to happen or just fire her and get it done with and get rid of the problem? Even though I was uh, my ass in the shop and working so hard. They called me a rock star there. They, yeah. So, you know, it's really. Yeah. It's a hard one to say. Like you said, you did you a favor, but it, they didn't handle it correctly. Because you don't, mm -hmm. you can't fire it based off what could happen. Well, yeah. What's, what it says to me is they've hired a bunch of guys who they can't trust enough to yes. have a pretty woman in, the, in, in, in eyesight. Like, that's more on the guys you hired than it is on the girl you're firing. Exactly. And that's what I told them. And I, and I'll be honest, I was not very uh, professional in my meeting. At that point, I was throwing F-bombs and cussing a storm. And basically, like, there was also a situation, which is funny, because they now had to fire that guy. But I'm pretty sure his name was in my article. But there was a service advisor there named Caesar. He did sexual battery against my friend. Um, there wasn't enough evidence to actually charge him with it. But basically, she came to HR and said what happened. It was off property. It was after work. But they confronted him. And he said, yeah, I did it. I'm sorry. And they basically just like slapped him on the wrist, said, OK, good boy, don't do it again. And he went right back to work. 
And then recently I heard that he tried to solicit nudes from a customer and she came in and complained about it and he finally got fired. And I'm thinking, huh, Yeah. and you kept him and uh, he, he acted like a dog. So that's what you get. Here's your karma. You, you do it. He does it once, he's going to do it twice. Once you get away with it, you're going to do it again. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. And, yeah, amazingly enough, that happened without you there. So, <laughs> you know, like it was going to happen regardless. Exactly. But, you know, well, I mean, I, I just try to stay positive. So well, that's good. And I, I, I'm the only thing when you said kind of went off the rails in the meeting. Well, after they tell you some of these things, how do you not go off the rails? You know, um, oh, you knew you're, you almost knew you were going to be fired by that point. Right. And then you're like, I strongly assumed it or it was going to come to them making me quit OnlyFans or quitting work. And at that yeah. point, getting about $500 a week after taxes. And I was making $1,000 a week doing OnlyFans with only my 8,000, 9,000 Instagram followers. That's all I had at the mm-hmm. time. Make it Twitter, but my Twitter, you know, it's hard to grow Twitter unless you go viral doing something. Um, and so I, that's all I had. And I was like, shoot, I'm barely trying with barely an audience and I'm making twice as much that you guys are paying me. Why would I quit doing this? So. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, that seems like a smart business decision. <laughs> gotta be, we have to be careful. We're cutting her out anytime we talk. So yeah. Just make sure. So well, let's give up real quick because I see you, you're drinking as well. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much, which uh, you sent the recipe and I um, just want to give a shout out to what we're drinking because it is kind of delicious. Do you like it? It is really good. I really like it. It reminds me of the cruise I went on in the Caribbean. Everything was rum, and I was like, oh. "Yeah, <laughs> summer." And it does, I get why it's called marijuana juice because it, it looks green like weed. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's actually the official name is 420 Liquid Marijuana Jungle Juice. So once I read that name, I'm like, "We're in. We're in." Exactly. That's that a is, lot of stuff in there. It's the longest drink name in the world, and <laughs> uh, and it has the most ingredients. <laughs> so. It fits, yeah, it goes well for today. Although I, I, I fail to think that like any real stoner would take the time to make this. <laughs> Way too much work. <laughs> yeah, you just, you find whatever you have and you make it work. You're like, cool, all right. Right, bundle it in. All right. Well, thank you for participating. Yes. Yeah, cheers. You get mad. Um, so you were, what's your money? Um, so how long were you working at uh, Don Iris on the dealer? Is that right, Iris? Don Ayers. Don Ayers. Mm-hmm. I was ready to be like, fuck you, Don Ayers, but <laughs> since you don't hate him too much, half fuck you, Don <laughs> Fuck some of you, Don Ayers. Now, let's just say, fuck, fuck you, fuck you, Caesar. That's the that's one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's one of them, that's for sure. And he's a uh, special kind of stupid. You try and solicit <laughs> dudes from a customer? Very, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with that. And he also tried to like get me and my friend who he did dirty. He tried to get us, he'd be like, oh, your page is only $15. Well, I got a 20. What are you going to do for me? And I'm like, I'm not, I sell nudes. I'm more close to an exhibitionist. I'm not a fucking prostitute. Like, yeah, right? it, it, fuck it, away from me. And if I was <laughs> 20 bucks, I ain't getting you nothing. <laughs> no. There was always the joke in the shop that $20 is $20, but uh, not for me. I got boundaries. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that slogan makes a nice tank top, but... <laughs> exactly, but not, not in real life. No, no. 
Um, uh, so how many how many years were you employed there? You there? Um, so shoot, let me think about this. Okay, so I started in approximately March of 2017, and I was fired in February of 2020. So a little okay. less years. And in, for, in almost three years time, I went from starting as a lube tech while in college, going for automotive, to being like one of the first lube techs they sent to Honda school. Because in order to get into the apprenticeship program, you have to do like 500 and some tests, which they pay you $500 for, and they give you like three months to do it. But because of the shop that I came from, I was like, I'm really going to prove to them how badly I want this. So I did it in like three weeks. Wow. And uh, so that's why he promoted me so fast. And then I just kind of clicked with it. Um, cause I didn't, I wasn't raised around cars in that way, but it's just, it's the way my brain works. I can wrap my mind around it. So I learned on it quick. Um, so then I became an apprentice and then an hourly technician. And then I was on hybrid pay when they fired me. So what is hybrid pay? So hybrid pay is basically you're paid hourly, no matter what. But if you earn like 20 flat rate hours, then your pay gets bumped up. So like a dollar, once you hit $20 or 20 hours that week, then you'll get paid like $17 an hour. And then if I make 30 hours, then I get paid $18 an hour. And if I make 40 hours, then I get paid um, like $19 an hour. And then when I'm flat rate, then it's 19 times however many flat rate hours I make. So because like, I had the best service service manager. I will say that he's still the best. He's amazing. He helped me out so much, gave me so many opportunities. Um, and he basically, what he was seeing was there were so many young loop techs that were coming up in the industry and flat rate is so aggressive um, because if you, especially at a dealership, when you're at the lowest on the totem pole earning flat rate, all the bigger techs that have been there longer, they're throwing you the shittier jobs. They're showing you, giving you the long jobs. You got to really hustle in order to make it because it's a big long extensive job and if you're not experienced with it you're going to want to take your time therefore you're going to lose money and so and then you get all the warranty shit which sometimes you don't get paid much for um so you know it's kind of hard to really earn your hours unless you're highly experienced as flat rate when you first start out it's rough and so he just saw a lot of guys he couldn't keep employed so he started doing hybrid pay to track i'm a complete idiot i thought you were getting paid more for working on hybrid no, no, <laughs> no. Nope. Maybe, maybe they're harder to work on or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, you must have, you must have impressed them to, to push along. So not only were you good at it, um, you know, you're quick at it. So it became a passion for you. That's so cool. Uh, definitely. It's something I really like. I like working with my hands. I don't like sitting down and like that kind of stuff. Like I, I love video games. Can't play them. Can't sit down. Can't sit down and do it. It drives me nuts. Um, so it's it's something I enjoy. It's something that like it saves me and my family money. It's something that will forever, unless there's like a nuclear explosion, there's always gonna be cars. And even then there's gonna be cars gonna be like Mad Max level. Like that's what's <laughs> really important. Um, but yeah, it's just and you know, it also like you help people like so and it's fun because now that I work at this custom shop and I'm a co-owner of this custom shop, I'm learning from my father-in-law about customizing stuff and you know how to do upgrades. Like he's got me working on this C10, um, 1977 C10. So 
that's exciting because I've never worked on one of those before. So I'm definitely not that age of vehicle with like a mechanical fuel pump and carburetor and all that. So awesome. That's cool. I, I don't know what you just said there. <laughs> they make the car go vroom. I, yeah. No. Exactly. Oh, vroom, vroom. Okay. Okay. Well, that's why I pay people like you because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. To, to, to your back to your point, there's always gonna be cars, there's always gonna be dumbasses like me that don't know what they're looking at. See, I fucking love people like that though, because it's if everyone knew how to work on their car, I wouldn't have a job, right? You know, and so it's like I kind of hate because, like, in the car communities, there's this weird like superiority factor where it's like built versus bought. Oh, you you're not as cool as me because you didn't build your own engine. I mean, there's something cool about yes, building your own engine, but I don't like think that I'm better and I don't th I think it's like this weird thing because especially coming from um, being a mechanic for a custom shop like I like ha having people that need me or somebody else to do their stuff because that's how we get paid and then it's a fun job that we get paid to do so it's like yeah I love those people <laughs> yeah they, I mean the atmosphere in a in a garage has got to be about the best atmosphere you can work in um as long as without Caesar's not as long as you have thick skin. I mean, obviously there's a lot of ball busting, I'm assuming, and I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, you gotta be tough. Cause like, that's one thing that I try to tell a lot of girls, especially when I have a female or a young woman that's come to me and she's like kind of more timid. I try to warn her. Cause like, I don't, like, I think both men and women test you. Cause I was a CNA for a little bit. So I worked in a mostly female environment, but I would say that the guys are more like upfront and aggressive about it versus the women will try and trap you and then catch you saying something and then like narc you out to everybody else and try and get you in a trap. I actually saw that happen a couple of times. I was like, ooh, that was vicious. But like the guys, like I remember when I worked at Don Ayers, one of the first things, can I cuss? Oh, absolutely. Please do. As much as you want. All right. So my best friend, one of my best friends, he's a deaf mechanic. He's a deaf master tech for Honda. He's so cool. He's awesome. Super smart. Um, and he kind of took me under his wing immediately, but I was training as a loop tech and he walks over and he just looks at me and I look at him and he's like, fuck you cunt. And just smacks the ratchet out of my hand. And I'm like, and he's like, bitch. And then like, just walked. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is this problem? And then he like made joke and it's just then we would just call each other like he taught me how to say stinky bitch in sign language so I'd cuss him out from across the shop and <laughs> but I also grew up in a family that's uh, high classic like if we pick on you it's because we love you so like I caught on to that right away um but there are also guys like there was this one guy and oh, he and I would fight all the time because he always wanted to play and not in a cool way he was like when I was a lube tech this man who was like a flat rate technician for five or six years at this point he's like you think you're so cool and i said and i was just emptying my oil container and he's like i could run laps around you you ain't shit i looked at him and i said aren't you flat rate and he's like yeah i said how long have you been flat rate and he told me and i was like i would hope to god you would be faster than a person that's been a lube tech for three months <laughs> so that's why they pay you more mm -hmm. and he and I'm like, do you want your cookie? Like, I don't understand where this comes from, but. Well, those yeah. guys are just have, uh, they're trying to beat everybody down so they can make money. Oh yeah, you but You must just, have incorporated that. Insecurities. What? I said they got insecurities. Yes. They got, yes. Internal, they got some internal damage going on. They got a small dick too. Probably. 
Hey. So, do you find resistance? Have you found resistance with uh, with uh, with men that you're a girl in this field? Obviously, you got to. You feel like you got to prove yourself every time you pick up a wrench. In school, it did because there was only like two, maybe three teachers that just respected me as another student. Others would be like, "Why are you here? Why are you here? Why do you want to do this?" And I'd look around to three or four other young men or young men that were like my age, just different. They're just men. They're just boys and males. Mm -hmm. And like, did, did he ask you those questions? They'd be like, no. I'm like, then why the fuck are you asking me? Why the fuck do you want to do this? And, you know, I, of course, being online, you know, I get hate from guys every once in a while. I would say that I get more positivity than hate. And I, most of my following is really cool because it's mostly blue collar everything from welders, truck drivers, mechanics, transmission builders, engine builders, yada, yada, all, all of that jazz. Uh, and so like, I try to just focus on the positive, but I definitely do get hate. I get people that think that my fiance does all the work and I'm like, right. <laughs> I said, you're right. A shop would really let me come in and take, you know, ownership of what they do every single day. They'd let me just jump right in the job with my gloves and pretend and then walk away. You're right. right. You're right. That, that would never happen. That'd probably well, be the most thing to ever happen. They watch any of your clips. They show that you're really doing it. You, yeah, you can I, see. Exactly. That's why I'm just like, at this point, you know, and I get a lot of my confidence from internal. So it's like, you know, when people say stuff like that, I'm just, if anything, I'm more like annoyed, like by the disrespect than anything. But then I have to learn to not because a lot of those guys too, they just want my attention. And some of them, like, they don't have a profile pic. So who knows if they're like the bottom of the barrel of the gene pool and these poor suckers don't even know how to talk to me. So they're like, oh, well, maybe if I, if I'm really mean to her, that kind of idea, like if you punch a girl, it means, yep. you know, you're like her, like they haven't grown out of that five-year-old mentality. And uh, so I don't know. I just, I try to, you know, have fun with it every time I do kind of talk to them about the BS, but it, it's there, but I'm blessed to now be in a situation where I, I'm the co-owner of the shop. So you ain't kicking me out unless you take me to court or pay me. <laughs> and uh, I work with my fiance and my father-in-law and I work with one of his good friends. He's one of the investors that's also helping me like with business mentoring because he's owned a business for a long time. And so he's kind of teaching me that kind of stuff because I kind of took over running the front end of the business. Um, from my father-in-law so that he could just focus on working on cars because he's like the top of the totem pole with all of his experience and everything else so we need him just in the shop so yeah well that's, that's a good point because I was going to ask was the firing did that push the agenda of opening owning a shop sooner like well it it actually just kind of happened very serendipitously because I was working at Hyundai at the time and Hyundai was okay, but there was some miscommunication between me and the service manager and it just wasn't working out. Um, and excuse me, uh, one day we're just sitting here and his dad comes over and he's like, Hey, me and my buddies are going to open a shop. And I was like, let me just let me apprentice for you. Like I'll work for free just because I'm making so much money off of OnlyFans. I don't really need to work, but I like doing this and this, you know, oh. I, I 
OnlyFans as like a gateway to being able to get the future that I want. You know, I don't want to spend it all on Bentleys and fancy shoes and a brand new car and all this shit. I'm trying to invest it and turn it into something to where, because like, I'm not going to be young forever. I'm not going to be young and gorgeous forever. I'm going to get old and wrinkly one day. And I mean, I know there's a, a fetish for everything. But <laughs> there's I, still a niche for that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, you know. I don't want to do this forever so I just like begged him to like let me work there for free I said I don't care what I do I said I'll do it for free so I was there for a while working for free just apprenticing doing whatever he told me to work on and uh, then I was talking with one of the other co-owners and he's like dude you got a lot of money you want to invest and I ended up investing and buying a certain percentage of the company and then as I got more comfortable with other members of the business they kind of let me take on more and more. And now I'm an equal share, like co-owner as the rest of the investors in the company. And yeah, it's kind of, it kind of just happened slowly, but yeah, that's how it happened. Cause I, I proved myself through my work and then showing what I was able to do for them. So. That is so badass. I, I, I love to hear like your generation gets so blamed for being lazy pieces of shit. And I love to hear the hustle stories and the people that go out and get it and like working for free. Man, I mean, to, to get into the industry, you really want to be in it. Just so badass. Yeah, I was, I was just so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, just let me, just let me get my hands on it. Cause he knows about carburetors and all that stuff. And like in, in tech school, we learned what a carburetor was like the 411, like two sentences in a nutshell. And then they're like, eh, you'll never work on it. It's archaic technology. Fuck it. And then that was it. And I worked at Honda. There's no, there's no carburetor. <laughs> at least all those are gone but yeah so what is the specialty of your shop uh we do, do yeah no i can uh so it's old fort customs and we do basically everything but paint body work um i would say that mostly american stuff but we'll take on pretty much anything it all just depends so we try to be open-minded and available to do all kinds of stuff uh scott is Scott, who is my father-in-law, is really uh, well-versed with, you know, GM, Ford, the American stuff. Um, and my fiance, his nickname, because of one of his, co one of his former uh, co-workers is Subi Dave, because he has Subarus. And that poor boy, the reason he's so good with Subarus is trial and error when he was a young, older teenager and young in his 20s, and blowing them up and learning about them. And <laughs> so now he can literally rip a Subi engine out in like three hours. Like he's, he's very smart. So he's got the Subaru end of it. And then I'm trying to learn how to weld and just oh. as I can. So I can, I can already mention um, a welding suit on OnlyFans would be, uh, that would, you know, <laughs> no, a, a welding suit photo shoot. They want me to weld naked and I'm just so like, fair skinned that like, so I was wearing a hoodie and I was welding with 220, not 110. So, I, cause our house. You know what that means? You know no, what I mean? Not at all. Okay, all right. not at all. <laughs> you got, big, once you said naked, I'm done. No, 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 don't explain it. I just wanted to make sure you did. But it's more power. Think of it that way. So it's more power. So your welder runs hotter. And so. I literally did like three passes maybe. So like two minutes of welding max. And there was just this little triangle where my hoodie wasn't zipped up all the way. I already got burnt after like two to three minutes of welding. And I was like, mm -hmm. no, my, my skin ain't built for that. So I'm like, mm. maybe I'll try and edit it in. I need to learn how to video edit. 
Right. There you, there you <laughs> go. So, and, and now you have a platform at the shop to do all your videos and everything, it looks like. Yeah, yeah. no, and it's awesome because, like, being part owner and, like, the fact that the guys are so cool and they, they all knew about this and know about it. Um, like, if we want to go and shoot, like, tapes on the weekend, um, I, I also want to preface this by saying that if I ever, like, because I do mechanic work in the nude sometimes or in, like, lingerie or I'll make like a sex tape or something with like that whole like, ooh, I'm the mechanic and he can't pay. What is he gonna do to me? <laughs> that kind of <laughs> shit. Um, but I just tell them, I'm like, hey, Dave and I are coming in to film on Sunday, don't come in. Or I just make sure that no one has any plans. And if so, then the shop is ours to film at. But I only ever use our personal stuff or my personal vehicles. I do not use any customer, anything. <laughs> The process of my OnlyFans content. I just want that exclusively clear. That's, that's yeah, that's a good point. That's probably good. Yeah. To <laughs> that's true. <laughs> well, that and that cool if you know, father in law is okay with it and uh, mm -hmm. on board. <laughs> Although like, I would, I, I, I would have a different experience with all the support. That's awesome. I would let you use my car for a photo shoot, is all I wanted to say. That'd be fine. Yeah. I mean, Sweet. I wouldn't mind seeing my sexy flexi with you know, <laughs> yes. That'd be dope. But <laughs> so do you get people in the shop that I bring you my car and then they bring up the OnlyFans or does, do they never, keep it separated? Never to my face. Um, I have had somebody made a Google review. I don't know if it's because they followed me. I don't know if it was they saw the ad on my car because I have my OnlyFans link as a banner on my Miata. Um, oh. and I have 69 with the banner around that on my driver's door. And okay. uh, I don't know if they just saw my link on my vehicle, but they were like, yeah, this mechanic worked on my car. She's badass. And she's also got a really good OnlyFans or she's got an OnlyFans in like a good. <laughs> so I was like, oh, sweet. Cool. There's that. Is, but cool. Advertising. There you go. Yep. Gotta have it. So my next question, it's a two part. If somebody, so, so has anybody ever came in and said, when you work on my car, can I just watch? I've had people ask that before they, and I don't know if they actually meant, actually meant to bring their car in or if they were just like flirting, but I've had people ask that and uh, the answer is no. Cause like my fiance is always like for a thousand dollars an hour while I sit with a gun in the background, you can watch. <laughs> I think that's fair. That is fair. <laughs> I think that's fair. Hard, you know? That's totally fair. Well, that next question was, you know, if I could, but now I know the rate, so we're, we're good. I'll, I'll drive my car down there. I just need an oil change. No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, an oil change should only take like 15 minutes, so that's only 250 bucks. You're good. Hey. <laughs> that's not bad. It's not bad. That mechanics don't charge by the quarter hour. They, they hey, you're you're paying a thousand no matter what. <laughs> All right, soon up and whatever. All right. <laughs> Still pretty cool. So, but now I see from, from your page, um, obviously I had to do research, obviously. I didn't get as much into, I just today, of, of, from OnlyFans to Fansly? So Fansly yeah. seems more for you uh, or in general? Fansly is more open to certain fetishes. So like there's no, there's no proper way to say this, but 
I fucked some of my tools uh, for content because it was like some stuff that some guys would be like, oh, you should fuck one of your wrenches or whatever. I Now, I am a bit persnickety. I only, use, like, I bought Snap-on tools specifically for that. I didn't want any oil-soaked tools because I don't want cancer. Um, and so... <laughs> Uh, understandable but, yeah OnlyFans doesn't allow that Fansly does and I joined Fansly back when OnlyFans was trying to do their whole we're gonna get rid of explicit content because we never meant to be a porn site and then got sex workers on Twitter I was a part of it I was like fuck you guys you're stupid and uh which was funny because then they tried to say that the card holder guys the dudes that were in charge of MasterCard Visa all that shit they tried to put the blame on them and then MasterCard mm-hmm. We're like, we never told them we had a problem with explicit content. So this isn't our fault. And so then all of a sudden, like two days later, OnlyFans was like, we're taking it back. We're sorry. So in that point, I had gotten a fans lead to try and get everyone moved over as quickly as possible before I got deleted on OnlyFans for having explicit content. So gotcha. we had a couple a uh, couple of OnlyFans on and around that time when we were talking yeah. about it. And there was yeah. My my question is, has Snap on reached out for a sponsorship yet? Oh, they'll never fucking touch me. I'm a- <laughs> <laughs> you're, excuse me, what? You blanked out there. Uh, I said I'm a whore. I joke about <laughs> it. It's like, and honestly, in the eyes of the law, like the lawyers, right? With me getting fired, they literally told me over the phone, they're like, because you're a sex worker, no one's going to have sympathy for you. They're like, even though you were fired unfairly, because you're a sex worker, people are going to look at you equal to like a prostitute or something. They're not going to have any respect for you. And he's, and even the lawyer apologized to me because he's like, I know it's wrong. Uh, he's like, I agree with you, but with the laws, the way they are and the way that people view things in this state, no one's, they're going to act like you deserved it or you were asking for it. So I was like, okay, you know, whatever. And that's just the reality of the situation. I know I'm not a whore, but I kind of just joke about it like that. Cause it's like, you usually won't get sponsorships with an OnlyFans you or at least if you're doing explicit content only fans i know there are girls that just do like bikini stuff no nudity and they still get sponsorships so it's kind of you know even though it's becoming more mainstream there's still certain companies that don't want to affiliate with you because of it so okay so you, so you did check into suing yeah suing getting fired right what you did check into getting suing them for firing you well because i just wanted to know like what i could do and that's what huh rightfully so yeah oh yeah i just wanted to know what i could do and like i uh i also had recordings so like after the first meeting i brought my phone and i recorded every single meeting after that and that's how i was able to get the buzzfeed article because i had to have unedited recordings of everything and so i had two-thirds of the meetings so um and all the lawyers basically just said the same thing. And especially because in the state of Indiana, if you want to prove sexism, you have to have somebody who has worked. Basically, everything has to be identical about you. How long you've worked there, the position that you were in, the situation that occurred that they treated both of you differently. Um, so to prove sexism it has to be very, it's really hard to prove that. So I would have, cause like there was a salesman there that started his girlfriend's OnlyFans and was doing it forever. He was the, sh- the joke of the shop because she was so hot and he was ugly with a tiny weenie. And the guys loved making, the guys loved roasting him. I know for a fact that got back to upstairs because of how much everyone talked about it or everyone talked about it and just didn't rat him out because nobody cared. Um, and so it was like, you know, I was like, how come he gets to be in his girlfriend's shiz and I can't make my own stuff? Like, 
oh yeah, because I'm a girl and I'm gonna get raped in the shop. I was just well, like, a decent man, you wouldn't have to worry about it. So exactly. Now I don't have to worry about it. I work with basically right. family. It's really funny when guys online are like, she's been ran through by the whole shop. And I'm like, uh, that's my father-in-law. <laughs> like, no, no, no. I'm like, You're half. I've, I've fucked half of my coworkers, which is one, which is my fiance. So, <laughs> well, but yeah, there you go. So half the shop. Half the shop. <laughs> half the shop. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So you reached out to Buzzfeed. I read. I did read the article. The interviewer article. They actually reached out to me. Um, oh. Yep, she reached yeah. out to me because of the Twitter post that I made which like the day that it happened I was so fucking depressed like I was so down in the dumps I ate a bunch of mushrooms and then I made that Twitter post and I logged off for the rest of the day and just walked around with my dogs and then like hung up some lights with my mother-in-law and just had like an awesome mushroom trip just to reset because I was like I'm in the depths of a nasty little mental spiral so and then I woke up the next day to like chaos and I was like holy shit and then I had like people contacting me CBS was contacting me ABC fucking the casting couch was contacting me but I didn't I don't I never meant to go down the porn route it just kind of happened and mm -hmm. I definitely go down the professional porn route that's totally different than what I do you know I don't show up to an, a studio and have like five videos I need to make with a couple different dudes like I'm with my fiance I'm good with right. that so yeah, you're yeah. you're an you're an exhibitionist. I mean, that's really all it is, right? Exactly. exactly. And it's like I can't because I like like try to explain it to people because I'm like I'm not really a stripper and I'm not really a porn star. I do make porn, but I'm not a porn star like that because that's a totally different ballgame. And I have you know I don't want to act like I'm part of what they are because even though we both are sex workers, both make content, it's not the same thing. But yeah, I'm basically just an exhibitionist that gets paid because so, yeah. So my question is and and. Obviously, your answer is going to be, do you enjoy, I mean, without OnlyFans, would you enjoy being an exhibitionist? Dad, the answer is no. They're yelling at you. Hey! They're <laughs> all excited because Dave's not. Um, but basically, like, I don't know. I did some risky shit with one of my exes. We'd like fuck in the park or whatever and you could see people walking by but we were hiding low enough in the bushes no one could see um so i think part of me was attracted to like the trouble aspect of like oh we could get ooh. but i don't know i kind of like my privacy um it's actually been something that's kind of hard with me when i do only fans like i do enjoy making it i think it's it's kind of fun but then there's parts of you know because we all get insecure and things change and you go through like health issues and like, then there's times where like, I'll be going through it or like, cause my mom has MS. Uh, it, we had a few rough months and I was just not mentally, I didn't want to post nothing, but then you kind of have to sew that up and be like, all right, we're going to do this, you know, and make the content anyways. And cause it is a business. And so right. there are drawbacks to it, but it's way better than breaking my back in a factory for one twentieth of the pay. So I'm, I just try to remain grateful and be like, I've been blessed with this opportunity. So I'm just going to milk it for all it's worth. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so you, your fiance and you, you, you say your fiance and then you say your father-in-law. Yes. You just call me, you see, so you're not married yet. Obviously. No, 
we get married in October. It's just way easier than being like my boyfriend's dad. That just That's doesn't it. off the tongue as well, I guess. So. And how long have you guys been? When did you meet? Uh, we met in. I saw him first. I was the aggressor. I saw him <laughs> in January of 2017. After I came, I was like one week late to my first, my second semester class because I went on this cruise ship. It was, I got to go for free with a friend and uh, that's a whole nother story. I won't get into it, but I remember seeing him and I broke up with my boyfriend at the time because he and I just weren't working out and I'd never ever, like, I don't cheat. I've never had a crush on somebody while I was dating somebody, but I had a crush this time and I was like, fuck. So I broke up with him a week before Valentine's day. I know douchey, but I figured <laughs> it hurt him that way than to make than to like, let him buy me stuff or take yeah. me out knowing I was going to break up with him. So I broke up with him before Valentine's day. And then I had to hunt him down and he made me go slow with him for a while. He was a, okay. but he he, was a uh, player. <laughs> he, yeah, man. He was like, Oh, let's just be friends. And so like, I uh, was just, you know, messing with this one other guy in our class. Cause I was bored. Um, and uh, I was single. So I was like, fuck it. This guy won't talk to me. And then, <laughs> As our mutual friend, we would all meet up and smoke after school together in a Subaru. And uh, one of my mutual friends, he was like my safe guy in the class. He was one of my friends because he was married. He didn't act like a dog. So I would always go and find him to be my partner or whatever, because I knew he wouldn't be creepy with me. And then he's like, you should, you should date Dave. You should, you should ask Dave. I said, okay, but be low, low key, you know? And he's like, hey, Dave, Kirsten wants to know what you think of her. I was like, Hudson, I'm going to fuck kill you. And then Dave doesn't say anything. And then he tells me to ask him out one more time. And then Dave doesn't answer. And then he's like, oh, I just got my Subaru tune. Do you want to come for a drive with me? And I was like, okay, cool. And then we were friends after that and then started dating in June. So, and we've been together ever since. So that's almost, how many years is that? That'll be five years this June. Shit, five years. I did tell him I didn't want to get married until I'd known him for three to five years. So, okay, there you go. How did, how, how did the proposal go? It was actually, it no, actually it was super spontaneous. It, it, I know a lot of girls are probably going to talk shit about it, but to me, it was very special because I, we were literally just cleaning the house one Sunday morning. And I told him that I, I'm not a big, I don't like when people put too much money into celebrating me, I feel guilty about it. So I told him that if anything, let's just save up money for an awesome honeymoon, you know, rather than you taking me out to some ridiculous thing with fireworks or whatever. And uh, so I'm literally a troll, no makeup on, still in my night clothes, cleaning up my makeup area, organizing everything in like boxers and a t-shirt, no makeup. And he's just, you know, in his night clothes or whatever. And he just looks over at me, gets on his knee and proposes with me looking like that and everything. And I'm like, he really does love me. Cause look right. at me, I'm like a troll. And he, that's, that's the moment I was in my most trolliest form and he wanted me. So I was like, yeah, that's sweet. It's sweet in its own regard, you know, yes. it just, it has more of a signal to, it's not superficial. It's not about, you know, the way things look to others. It was just the fact that he just loves me as a person. So that's I find beautiful. it. He was very so. genuine. So yeah, it's beautiful. I love it. And then that's over. That's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> how, how, how's the wedding planning going? Oh God. It's a <laughs> mess. I'm 
I'm basically like the squirrel from Ice Age. I don't know how I get anything done. Um, so Perfect. <laughs> I, my mom is incredibly organized and she's basically my maid of honor without being my maid of honor. She, with her having MS, she doesn't have a job. So, and she still got a decent amount of like all her cognitive skills. She just couldn't be a social worker anymore because it's her memory issue. And so she's basically been being my maid of honor, helping me with everything. We have a venue. We've got most of the things taken care of, but I'm being so laissez-faire about it because I just don't care. All I care about is we got a place, we got music, we got edible food and liquor and and, and place for everybody that loves us to be here. That's literally all I care about. Uh, I'm not, yeah. I thought, I thought you were going to say edibles. Yeah. <laughs> we got edibles. Uh, I wish. We're in Indiana. We're yeah. like the grumpy neighbor surrounded by potheads like because no, we, we're in wisconsin we, we are too yeah, yeah. oh yeah fucking yeah. ridiculous yeah <laughs> it's like gosh darn it but i heard federally they're gonna try and potentially like what is it decriminalize it or whatever they were trying to do federally I, yeah oh, i fucking hope man dude if they realize how much money they could make i mean look at fucking colorado everything everything Years ago, all their streets got redone, their schools got redone. It, it they'll get there, but it, it'll take a while. It was Midwesters. Well, yeah, except that, like she said, everybody around us has already gone that way, and we're like, well, Minnesota's uh, um, uh, medical. It'll get there. Illinois and Michigan are good to go. I do gotta say, I do, I do enjoy your your post with the mechanic check, and then you. <laughs> Oh yay! Yeah, um, so I, it, I I saw that like it was back when Twitter or not Twitter TikTok was having those like challenges like school check, you know, cooking check, all those different things to see. You know, you're doing the same thing. And then I saw this male mechanic. He was like doing some stuff. He was like mechanic check. Was asking questions, and I. It's a fun way to bring almost like a discussion board to like different subjects about stuff. Um, and it's a fun way to interact with everybody. So we'll keep them up. I, I enjoy them. It's a fun way to yeah, you're right. It is fun. It's just fun to, way to start. So is that uh, other than other than like OnlyFans and is TikTok kind of your biggest platform? Yeah, definitely. I have uh everything. Like You've got everything. Huh? You've got everything. <laughs> And I uh, my Instagram got deleted in May. That's a whole another can of worms. But um, I had like eighty two thousand on that when I got deleted. But I'm back up to like seventy something now. So just keep it trucking and get it done. That's, yeah, that's crazy. That's, yeah, wow, which is awesome. So um, and we'll let you. We'll go through the whole list of them all and we'll post them all when we <laughs> put this out for you. Thank you. Um, I did look at your merchandise. You. You merchandise is available on MissRedWrenching.com. Yep, I have some posters and I have some t-shirts that my first uh, assistant kind of surprised me with and bought for me. Uh, and then um, I also have some, you know, for my my guys out there that are into the fetish, I do have used panties that are for sale oh, with we, Polaroids and stuff. We were discussing before we got on. Yeah, if you if if you do some deep diving on us, episode number two, number two, I admit to my love for dirty panties. So, yeah. There you go. I do have merchandise available if you so choose. But we what, what we're gonna we want one of them stickers. We're gonna put one of the sticker right yeah. here. Yeah, that there. is 
Seriously, yeah, one of the cutest That's designs cool. or logos. The character is, I love it. Yeah, it's a nice logo. Um, I actually didn't design them. I. I helped, like I told, like I think the one that's on the page now, um, the car one was from a girl that makes, oh, curse my memory. I can never remember names to save my life, but she made the stickers for me. Um, like I bought them to resell. That was the whole point of it. Um, but she did the car logo sticker for me. And then uh, there was the one, the, the MS sticker with the rat eating through the wiring, that was, um, I use another company that does all my shipping and makes products for me because it just, it made it a lot easier for me because I was so spread so thin that I like, and I don't understand taxes. That's why I have an accountant and a lawyer. Sure. So I was like, somebody else do this so I don't get fucking audited. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, we'll get the, that's up to you if you want to order the panties. <laughs> I'm not yeah. saying we're good, but uh, yes, we definitely want it. It is. It's a great logo. Thank you. With the wrench, I love it. Is it okay? I'll be ordering one. Is it okay if I order the panties? They can just stay here, like right here. They'll just be part of the set. <laughs> That's what you want to do, man? Go for it. They're yours at that point. <laughs> what you do after that is yours. Wait, can we get autographed? Can you autograph some panties? I can. Yeah, if you want to, just like, oh, how would I do it? You can just message me on Instagram and tell you me your order number and I can autograph them. Cool. I'll do that. They don't need, let's just do, let's, because I'm, I'm a spoken for man. I don't want to buy dirty panties, but let, <laughs> let's put, we'll get some autographed clean panties to. Well, there you go. Yeah, I, don't want, I don't want your wife coming for me. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't either. She's badass too. So. <laughs> you dry. Um, but we do want to send you a t-shirt, a tank top. So Hell I will yeah. uh, hit you up after that, where to send it and everything. So thank you. We'll give you one of our uh, tank tops for okay. coming on. And we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been fun. You guys are awesome. Wait, I have, I have an important question to ask. Oh. Yes. In the midst of doing research, I noticed you have nipples pierced. I do. I'm considering it. I also noticed you have tattoos. Yes. Pain scale wise. Um, nipples a lot worse no i think it's the same degree of pain as any other piercing however because the nipple is thicker than like just going through a flap of skin or something i think it just it just the pain lasts a little longer because they can't just shove it through real fast it kind of got to go a little slow when they pierce it so i'd say it's about like two seconds of pain but as soon as it pops out the other side you're good just don't snag it on anything that's when it hurts that's hmm. that and there will always be one nipple that's more sensitive. Like it yeah. was piercing to make me cringe and twinge a little bit. I won't lie, it definitely hurt. But I think what hurt more was before I got my boobs done, I had to take my nipple piercings out so that I could get MRIs and all that done so that they could make sure that everything was good in there. And uh, me being the goldfish that I am, I didn't bring anything to help get them back in. So I had to wait until that night when I got home and they'd already started to close up and I couldn't get them back in. So yeah. I had to go to earlier where they lube them up and they just shove them in really hard. That, that, that was one of the most painful uh, body modification experiences I've had. That, that one right there. And the dip. Yeah. Oh, no, I hear you there. The back of the knee was the worst for me. I got the back of my knees done. Ooh. That's the, yep. that's the closest I've ever come to tapping out during a tattoo was that one. That, hmm. 
Mm. What, what other piercings do you have? Um, I used to have my septum. That's gone now, though, because that got annoying. I always bump it on stuff. Um, but I have my tragus. It's not have the piercing in, but I have my tragus, my conch, double lobes, uh, zero gauges. I have my industrial pierce, but it fell out. And I'm just, I don't want to take the time to go to the piercing shop. And they have shitty jewelry half the time anyway. So I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I just left it out. And then I have two helix piercings, um, my belly button. Oh, and then the, what are they called? That's the, the Rook and the Dave as well. Ooh. Ooh, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of proper names there that I have no idea. I was going through some shit in my early 20s and masochistically, I was just attracted to the fact that like when I would go and get a piercing, like you get all them endorphins. So like uh, I got like two or three back to back each time. It was just like, yeah, I get the Rook, the Dave and my Helix. Well, that's not to get too personal, but that's what I'm finding out in my, my relationship now uh, is that I do enjoy pain, which I didn't really realize. And so that's why I'm all of a sudden interested in it. Yeah. So do it. Do it. Uh, it's not bad. It's not bad. With as tatted as you are, the perseverance that I know as someone else that's tatted that you've had to experience through those sessions, you'll be fine. I'll be fine. You'll be fine. There you go. Friday. It's Friday. We both have appointments this Friday. So Heck yeah. back to back and now you can pierce. Boom. <laughs> I don't care. I ain't doing piercing. That's what I am talking about. I'm I'm a wimp enough with just a, a few tattoos I've got. So I'm only doing it for content. That's it. That's uh that's all it is. There you go. So we're gonna get you. All right. So let's give you the what what do you prefer for someone to go to? Um OnlyFans or the uh, Fansly, which is which? Both, you idiot. Or both, or both. <laughs> I didn't know if you were, because it seemed like last time I looked, tell me if I'm wrong, that Fansly had more recent content. So I don't know if you were no, um, the, getting away so, from family, OnlyFans. Nope. No, I it, also remember that I have like five or six pinned posts from months ago on my OnlyFans. So, cause I'm pretty sure I posted last night and then a few days ago and then a couple times throughout last week. So I'm still posting on OnlyFans. Um, I've just been recovering from some stuff lately that made me unable to post. And that was really annoying. Um, and so basically like the only difference between OnlyFans and Fansly is that Fansly has the tool content because OnlyFans will not allow it. They'll actually ban me if I post it again. Yeah. So, that's not allowed at all. So basically, Fansly is the exact same thing as OnlyFans, except you get also get the tool content. That's that's the only difference. Wait, you, you said again. So you tried it on OnlyFans once and got, did you get in trouble? Well, it was fine. Everything was fine. And I'd been posting it for a while. And then I guess I have my assumptions. I don't have anything concrete, but some little tattletale went through and there's a clause in OnlyFans that says um, anything that is offensive or too vulgar. And I'm like, it's porn. It's going to offend somebody. Uh, they said if it's too offensive. So under that clause of it being offensive and because it's nothing meant, if it's not explicitly meant for penetration, you can't use it for penetration. So they banned the videos and they told me, they're like, if you try and re-upload re these again and get in trouble for this offense again, you might 
be up to being banned, which means that when they ban you on OnlyFans, any money that's in your bank that's pending, gone. Anything oh, yeah. that's gone. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You got a million dollars in the bank on, on their bank account that's pending, doesn't matter. It's gone. Wow. Then watch it, yes. So yeah, so I don't I'm not gonna post that because I don't look at it. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> what, what, what do you do when you get your first million in the bank? Um Ooh, talking about money makes me uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> Wait, we're talking about you putting tools in your pussy, and I can't ask you what you're gonna do with your first million. <laughs> okay, um, I've actually already made, but it's it's also it's oh, well, before, it's before yeah. tax. So before taxes, over the last like two and a half years, I've made about somewhere around there. I just get I get a lot of hate whenever I talk about my money. Then this this little cretin comes out of nowhere and they. Yeah. Yeah, pages and out of jealousy and it's it's ridiculous literally like every six months they come out of nowhere i guess what i was asking is if if all of a sudden you got a big chunk in there what is the first kind of big what do you do you go buy a big luxury item or are you just not that not i mean is there a car you would want to go buy or something if i like were to make like a million dollars this month i would probably pay off my house finish paying off my house and then i'd invest a giant chunk of it first and then i would probably buy my fiance a car because he's been wanting me to buy him a car but a car is not a write-off so i'm like hesitant i'm like i can soup up your car and (laughs) you know me making videos with it it's advertising so we can do that but yeah i'd probably then buy him a car and then if i had money left over probably buy myself a like a 1990s nsx and k-swap it put a turbo on it make that my daily but they're like a grand just for the car. So I'm like, that's like a hundred and thirty thousand dollar car build right there. So I'm like, mm. until I until I, I told myself, until I have a million dollars in my savings, I'm not gonna buy an NSX. Just because like a hundred grand just for the start of the car to have the cool car build, that's a lot. That's a lot of money. That's yeah. a lot. And so, you know, please, and I just please spoil your dogs if you do make a lot of money. A little oh. bit. I always spoil them. I, uh, my German Shepherd's got these, uh, scented, like squeaky chew toys that he gets like every, like two weeks, he gets a new one or every week he gets a new one. Cause he fucking goes through them. And then they have like the bougie dog food. He actually, you know, the, the, the TikTok that goes like, I'm allergic to tap water. Mm, God. No. Okay. Well, it, it's just a, a, meme about uh like flowers so you'll buy this super expensive flower and it it's so frail and dies so quickly but it's such a fine flower and then these fucking dandelions that just sprout up between the cracks and the concrete and live no matter what you fucking spray cleaner on them when they don't die that's kind of dogs are i have this german shepherd purebred german shepherd both his parents are west german from germany super clean pedigree blood bloodlines and shit that little moth is so sensitive you cannot give him no real human food except for like fruits and veggies that are explicitly like okay for them uh no junk food given to the dog if you give him a piece of bacon you got to give him like a tiny little taste you can't give him a full piece or of diarrhea for like two days um so sensitive so he's already on a really expensive fancy dog food and i serve him like pate with their dog food as well so i'm like they only get so many vices so we're thinking about buying him a a treadmill too so that he can just run and run and run and run as much as he wants on top of what we 
but he's got a lot of energy. So that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds awesome. so sweet. <laughs> All right. Well, we cannot thank you enough for spending an hour with us. We appreciate it. Yeah. It was awesome, guys. Well, I hope, yeah, we had a blast. We enjoyed getting to know you. Thank you. So we're going to be a chance to promote so, everything you want. Floor is yours. Promote away. As much as you okay. want, and then we'll add what you want. Uh, okay, awesome. Um, if you anyone wants to follow me, they can follow me on TikTok, Vermillion Vixen Maine, or you can follow me on Twitter, Vermillion Vixen. Uh, my Instagram is Miss Reds Wrenching. And if anyone's ever in the Fort Wayne area and they want to get their car worked on, I am co-owner of Old Fort Customs. It's at 5736 West Jefferson Boulevard, Fort Wayne, Indiana. So yeah, if anyone ever wants to stop by and say hi or get a quote or get the car worked on, you can stop by. Um, awesome. Perfect. Well, I'll put it in there. All right. Thank you much. And we'll get a hold of you. Send you that shirt. Can't wait to see it on you. Thanks. All right. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. The tavern is closed for now, but we'd love to have you back for more fun next time. Seriously, though, get your asses out of here. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric Acid. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electric Acid. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Ravelson. We're the founders of Electric Acid Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electric Acid to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Electricast.